Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, it's now time for Market View where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market ended the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started the day. Well, Singapore shares opened higher today even as global markets dipped overnight. In early trade, the Straits Times Index was up 0.1% at 3,217 points after some 50 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now, off to the closing numbers, the benchmark Straits Times Index closed up 0.14% at 3,218 points. In terms of value turnover, that's $782 million. Now, gainers trailed losers, though, 246 versus 308. And top advances for today, we have UOB, DBS and Aces. And top decliners, GMHUSD, Mandarin Oriental Hotel Group USD and AEM Singapore Dollars. Now, in terms of companies to watch, Thomson Medical after the group's public float dipped to 9.98%. Now, meanwhile, from shares of Olam Group taking a nosedive to what markets are expecting ahead of the latest US inflation print, we've got more international headlines in focus. And uh, we are joined by Oriano Litza, sales trader, CMC Markets. Oriano, welcome. Hi, Tian Tian. How are you? Great. And how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. Uh, yeah, let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual, Oriano. How did the SGI fare today? Any surprises when it comes to the biggest movers? Uh, I think the, the market was fairly in line, although like uh, previously mentioned, it was slightly higher against the backdrop of the um, US markets overnight. Um, banks com- uh, continue to be the mainstay at the moment. Um, interestingly, we saw quite a large move in union gas um, uh, based off the back of a lot of institutional interest and probably a bit of a rally for, uh, following the purchase earlier in the year by their CEO, uh, Tia Hak Piang. Um, in terms of other stocks, uh, Hong Leong received mm-hmm. a bit of a short-term boost. Uh, CIMB analysts uh, upgraded them to a buy call and also a projected target price of $1. So they closed trading at $0.63. Cents. So if they were to reach that $1 market, it is a considerable, uh, a considerable gain um, in the short term for Hong Leong. Um, I guess, again, the market is still awaiting the CPI data from the U.S., Um, tonight and we'll get more of a read on the markets first thing tomorrow. Mm, And let's talk a little bit more about the hot stock of the day, Olam Group, uh, Oriano. Shares of Olam Group took a nosedive this morning as much as 9.6% to the lowest since mid-March. And that's, of course, after the group confirmed a media report that its Nigerian unit posted a bail bond for its director, Prakash Kanav. Now, any idea as to what's next for Olam Group? How can it move on from this sort of saga, per se? Yeah, they've had quite a bit of, um, I guess, sort of backlash in recent times and they've come under a bit of duress due to some sort of you know, sort of misdemeanors in terms of the wider group. Um, that also included that they postponed the uh, Olam Agri uh, listing mm-hmm. earlier this year as well. So that is a little bit concerning um, for the group. Uh, they continued earnings and revenue mixes as well uh, seem to be a bit to, to be a bit of a you know sort of sort of a dark space for the company and, and they've fallen fallen sort of approximately thirty six percent back in 2022 looking at the actual wider business model um, I think that you know the inflationary environment 
would generally assume, uh, given we work in their favour, given you know agri stocks mm-hmm. and sort of commodities are tend to sort of rise in these high inflationary environments. Uh, but the volatile nature of sort of the agri business and the dislocate, uh, dislocate with things such as oil prices has um, really set, set it up for a little bit more sort of uncertainty. Uh, Biofuel bio production is um, set to continue to rise, so we mm-hmm. might see an uptick there where they're using resources um, produced by Olam. Um, and I guess, you know, one positive thing, it's not all doom and gloom for the group. In terms of the shareholder structure, they are, they do have, um, you know, large majority shareholdings by uh, Tamasek and also the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund. So in the short term, maybe some stimulus may be provided to the company just to shore up the balance sheet. Um, but yeah, testing times ahead for the for the wider, wider group. Mm, and from Olam Group, let's take a look at Thomson Medical. The group's public float has dipped to 9.98% and the company said yesterday that it intends to apply to the SGX for a period of three months to restore it to 10%. Your thoughts on what this means for the stock price movements in the near term limited per se? Yeah, I think I think there's a couple of ways to look at this, Tian Basically, if you look mm-hmm. at the actual stock price itself, sort of hovering around that six cent mark, there's not a lot of room to move, yeah. which is a little bit concerning for investors. Um, some positives from a, I guess, a fundamental perspective um, that earnings continue to be expectations, um, and that the PE ratio does hover. Uh, is quite high in comparison to some of the other SGX um, constituents. So the, the, the Thompson Medical Group hovers around 39%, where a lot of the SGX-listed uh, constituents sort of sit around that 10 times, sorry, um, uh, PPE uh, level. So um, they are looking still at doing a little bit more uh, acquisition in the wider um, sort of Southeast Asian region, specifically Vietnam. Um, but looking at the property sector, um, uh, that could weigh down a little bit and it may be a case of divestment of some of its sort of uh, more high-yielding assets to uh, free up cash flow. Mm, if you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Oriano Litza, sales trader at CMC Markets. And across the region, Oriano, South Korea will tighten rules relating to banks' mortgage lending as household debt continues to hover at record levels. How far-reaching is the impact of this change on South Korea's property stocks? Yeah, South Korea is an interesting one. Uh, they, they sort of, unlike a lot of the uh, other sort of Western nations who are facing higher inflation, they actually have the opposite in South Korea. So there's a cooling inflationary environment, but Unfortunately, the balancing act that they face is that, um, you know, sort of GDP growth then is stunted. So we know that the central banks have held rates for the you know, past sort of five consecutive uh, meetings. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's obviously to try and uh, wean off or sort of, sort of prevent uh, those debt levels increasing. Um, I think it's a short, short-term impact um, to the Korean property stock market. Some of some of their headwinds that they face is, is are falling property uh, prices, but their structures generally tend, um, similar to the Singaporean market, tend to be in the REIT sector. So looking at that across the region, the KRX REIT, uh, which consists of the top Korean REITs, uh, top 10 Korean REITs, has lost over 5% this year, mm-hmm. where if you look locally here in Singapore, um, uh, some of the some of the top Singapore REITs have yielded o- up and over ten to twelve percent. So the move by uh, you know these bank restrictions, I guess the banks are looking to protect consumers first of all. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but what they may also also might be doing is looking at themselves internally at, at the sort of underwriting facilities and debt measurements they've got and how far they can stretch themselves with any potential debt liabilities should consumers default on any of those loans. Right. And Oriano, since we are talking about the property sector, there's one piece of news that pop up later on in the afternoon. Uh, that is news of Chinese developer Country Gardens uh, winning creditors support to extend repayment on 1.4 billion US dollars of local bonds. I apologize for the impromptu question, but do you think there will be any contagion effects on Asia per se? Uh, so, I mean, it, is, it is positive and, and the fragility of the market at the moment, the reliance on uh, China per se in terms of their demand. And this does actually go back to your initial question, Tian So a lot of the Korean market did face um, some sort of struggles because a lot of the uh, you know Chinese demand and, and buying power wasn't got, wasn't coming or flowing yeah. through to that market. So I think the market, as fragile it is, will see this as a positive, and we'll see a short-term kicker to some of the Southeast Asian property market um, or some of those stock those related stocks. Um, but obviously, Country Garden specifically has a long way to go until it's mm. able to sort of you know really reassure the market. But yeah exactly what you said contagion effect is a major concern uh, specifically when it does come to China um, and, and obviously specifically their buying power Right and finally Oriano let's head over to the US before we let you go analysts they're projecting the consumer price index to have risen 3.6% on a yearly basis in August as far as the US is concerned uh, this will be higher than the 3.2% seen in July how far do you agree with this and are you bracing yourself for any major surprises though? I think it's in line, uh, to be honest. They, you know, the, the the US and the wider market got a little bit of short-term relief when we saw um, the CPI figures uh, decline slightly uh, back in July, and, and people sort of, you know, like to. I guess we all like to hang on to the coat strings of some sort of positive news. Um, I, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, inflationary levels are still well above that two percent target. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we'll still. To go uh, higher marginally, so that three percent figure is, is somewhat in line. Without sort of uh, the Fed intervention, uh, cooling of yields, the major indexes will continue to see some short-term pain and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. We haven't really got out of this, although the market continues to go up on a lot of tech and and AI news. Um, I think we're starting to see this cool off. So what we could see now is is a real read on, how, on where the market sits with 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 some of these outliers. It is artificial. Um, you know, right. stocks sort are of propelling the market higher. Ninety uh, percent chance of a Fed hike falls next week. It's factored into the market. Um, mm. So I think what we're t- the Fed is looking to do is to try and drip feed some of these interest rate hikes uh, and drag out the process a little bit longer and aim for that softer landing. Right. Talk about the softer landing and. Let's hope we can get some clues as to where they're going to go for the rest of this year as well. Thanks a lot, Oriano. That was Oriano Litza, sales trader, CMC Markets. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.